And live from Toledo, it's Toledo on Fire with your host, Kevin Hart. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> it's Kevin Hart here, and we are doing the roast of our main man, Santa Claus. Ooh, ooh. I see a hoe there, I see a hoe there, I see a hoe there, but we got ho ho hoes up on this stage. Now it's going to be a long night today with Comedy Central. We got some of the best men on the dais, and that is a word I did not learn just today. Just today is okay? So, first off, everybody loves him. Everybody knows him as his radio persona, Jojo Candles. But today, we got our boy, Lucas Lorenz here. Let's hear it for Lucas. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kevin. Um, I, we're all here to take big swings <laughs> at, the, at, at the fat guy, right? Um, but first, let's, we got we got to talk about my man Seth, that that big, that big smelly guy. Get over here, you fucking piece of shit! This guy, this guy's giving chlamydia to every girl in Billings. Believe it or not, oh. you ask them, they say they're virgins. You tell them to go get checked. They have it. They got it from Seth. You didn't even know. Um, so he's he's the he's the Billings area creeper. He's he's about that life. Um, and he will he will kill kill you if he sees you. Yeah. All right, that was pretty dark. It was it was short and it was dark. Anything to say about Santa? Love the guy. I, I hope I hope he gets better, man. Me too, man. That pancreatic cancer came out of nowhere. I'm saying yeah, it came man. out of nowhere. It did, man. All righty then. I guess our next guest up is gonna be. You know him. He's the host of the Good, the Bad, and the Movies podcast. We're Whoa. introducing a Brandon Snedeker. Hey guys, what's up? You know I'm a little drunk right now. I just smoked six blunts to get up on this stage, but nice. That's what we got to do. It's chilly up in the North Pole. We got to stay hot down here. So Santa, I'm gonna get to you in a second. First, we're gonna talk about Lucas here. Great man, love that man. Great Thank bit you. here. And I just kind of have to add on to your stuff here. Seth, oh my god. Now, boo. Boo, yeah, they, they say Santa's from the North Pole, right? Yeah, they do. Seth always rides the North Pole. Oh no. Hey. He can't get enough of it. And then he gives chlamydia again. That smelly oh, no, piece of shit. Come Santa. here, you idiot. Speaking of North, he lives on the North side. Come on, move to the West End, buddy. Let's Punk. move up in the world. Punk. Seth, I do love you, but you need to pack on some weight if you're going to survive up there in the North Pole with Santa. Santa, I love you, man. You got more hoes than we know. Kick it back to you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it appears Seth, Seth is leaving. No, we, we were kidding. Seth, no. It's a roast. Well, I guess Seth's gone. We're going to kick it up to our next our next roaster, and that's going to be Shaquille O'Neal. What up, player? You can't handle the truth. Get Bring back your goddamn honey! But I know it will! 
Alex. What a smelly, dirty little bastard. <laughs> and he left. And he's gone. We that's Forever. That, that's that's what we're doing. Seth's gone, guys. We fired him. He he messaged us and he said, Hey, can't be on the podcast. Gotta take a little break. For the mentals. He said nothing was wrong. He said he was cooling, but that means something's wrong. Yeah. He Hopefully he's say back that. soon. He does say he'll be back by the end of the new year, so that's when the bracket is. That'd be chill. But that's not about this. This is the holiday hose. And then there were two. Hose. From the holidays. But we've got a lot to unpack today. We've got a yeah. hell of a movie. We do. And and hopefully in the future, once Seth's brief absence, we can line up some yes as well. Because we know you hate us. I I hate you? Seth hates us? No, the, the audience hates oh, us. Oh, the audience hates us. Yeah, they mostly just love Robert. <laughs> uh, yeah, me, me included. <laughs> I listened back to Uncle Boon Me. What a great episode. Fire. <laughs> that is a genius. Sparks coming out of our fingertips. And I can only imagine what he could do with a terrible film like we normally do. I, I don't even want to slop it up for him. <laughs> I think I think we have one of the great minds of film at our hands if we keep curating the correct stuff for him. Honestly, to eventually yeah. lead him into an Oscar. Or... Uh, a, a moopy something for writing at least or even a moopy criticisms and but i got some questions for you guys today I, I guess i don't have to say you guys just for you lucas well the audience oh. and the audience yeah, yeah i guess you, you guys. guys not like it's just us two right here um uh, first go <laughs> first question yeah hit me with it i want to know do it. you like the do you like the space sluts a little, yeah. A little. How about how about Star Horse? Oh, now you're speaking my language. This one's not on topic at all. But what about Ghost Monkey business? Oh, spooky. <laughs> That's good. Um, other questions for you though, for real, for real. Do you like um Mrs. Holiday Claus? Hose. She's a holiday hoe. I never really got the fascination with Mrs. Claus, I guess. Yeah. Just like either. the housewife of a beloved figure. Cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, and my last That's question nice. for you. Yeah. Do do you like um Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you like like real stock footage of like US Air Force flights? It was just like, yeah, rockets, spaceships, yes. Yeah. Which, who, well, what, what red-blooded American doesn't, Brandon? I, that's what I'm saying. Well, if you answered yes to any of the above of liking the space sluts, uh, Mrs. Claus, Check. or okay. real-life stock footage of the U.S. Air Force and rockets, you've come to the right place. This Where is the good, at? the bad, and the movies. Okay. That's I'm what Lucas. we are. And I'm Brandon. It's the, it's the terrible twosome. And we got Kevin High here. Yeah, he's around. He's running around. I can't catch him. He's he's too small. Jinjo's not here. Sadly, he's in the living room. He's out. He's outside. We don't. I'll do bad. He yeah, well, what do you think collar. would happen if he was outside? 
He's he's done it before, and he just sprints into the door in fear. Our door. He's such in, a little baby. In a desperate attempt to return. Yeah. He's he sprints under the bed if any stranger walks into the place. That's true. He's hey, such a little baby. He'll outlive us all, I'm sure. Do we ever tell you the story of when Caesar got out here in Billings? I think maybe, but tell it for the audience. It was dog. like Easter. I was working. My dog, Caesar. It was Easter and I was working and he's old. He's 10 now. He used to be like a farm dog. Just used to live outside. He ate chickens and snow and wood to survive. So he can do it on his own. It's Classic no problem. farm dog shit. Yeah. Um, but Marina went to take out the trash one day. Um, and didn't even realize that Caesar followed her through the garage and outside. And she turned back around and closed the garage door and he was still outside. And so. How bad did you beat her after? I did not beat my wife. My pregnant wife. No. Um, but like uh, her mom was here. Tana was here in town. And uh, 30 minutes go by. And she's like, where is Caesar? So they search all over. And she realizes he's gone. She's texting me freaking out. I end up telling her to look on Facebook on our, like, neighborhood group page, and she sees a picture of, like, somebody's just like, hey, yo, whose dog is this in my in my kitchen? <laughs> two two little boys picked Caesar up on the, out just outside somewhere on the sidewalks and just brought him over yeah. and let him in the house, and they took a picture, happy as could be. He took a little hour adventure, he loved it. Didn't attack the kids? Nope, importantly. Didn't attack the kids. He doesn't attack kids. Unless they're dressed as chickens. Or a Great Dane or a boxer. Yeah. Never got problems. Racist against those breeds. Mm-hmm. And this is the good, the bad, and the movies. Movies. Um, and this week, we watched a film from 1964, one of our oldest. Is it our oldest? No. No, because It's a Wonderful Life is there. And that's fucking 1940s, 50s. Mm. But it beats out... Cat from Outer Space, Gus, and the Million Dollar Duck. It beats out Exorcist, Shining, Annie Hall. I think it's our second oldest. Might be our second oldest. Okay. I, I think it's our second oldest. And our most esoteric. You think? No. That's probably Boon Me or Dwarves. Um, video drone. But we watched from 1964, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Misleading title, kind of. Yeah, d- did not conquer shit. He's a peaceful guy. Um, and before we get into it, we're not drinking beers today. I'm. Are you drinking a beer? I I don't have a beer. I have a normal doctor diet, Doctor Pepper. They seem to have discontinued um selling them, selling the beloved cream soda variety at the Walmart. Me and Alex grocery shop at. So, damn, you got to stop at the Albertsons right there then, at the base of the hill, just for Can't that. Do it. They're racist anymore. Oh, Albertsons is racist. They are. Wow. You wouldn't believe it, but they are. Wow. This is breaking news today. Yeah, they told me they told me a Chinese man born in China could not be an American president. Racist. That's ra- that's racist for sure. The whole that's what Albertsons the store told me. At the Walmart I work at, there was a guy that came through counseling with three twelve packs of Diet Dr. Pepper. Three twelve packs of Diet Dr Pepper cream soda Fuck. and three twelve packs of the Diet Dr Pepper like strawberries and cream one or something. That's me. He's loaded up. Um, I've got a cherry mellow yellow from Five Guys. Hit that freestyle machine. 
Yeah, I thought maybe because Mellow Yellow is kind of like Mountain Dew, it would taste like kind of Code Red. It's kind of Code Red. Okay, Code Red like Santa's outfit. Code Red like Red Alert, Santa's been conquered by some Martians. Outfit. Outfit. Um, and shout out to all my work folks that watched this this week. I told you guys that last weekend it was slow, so we watched Uncle, or not Uncle Boon Meat, we watched Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper at work. It's a fun time. Uh, they were like, what the hell is this? So then I was writing more scripts and like, what are you doing next week? It was it was Jack Frost. Like, oh, we love Jack Frost. So did we. We all loved Jack Frost, actually. Did they get the the Scorsese sort of references in the D.B. Cooper? Nope, they didn't get Scorsese. They didn't get the Hitchcock Psycho or they didn't get the John Carpenter stuff. That's a shame. But they all loved Jack Frost, just like us. You weren't there, but we all gave it above a six. Had some I heart. Gave, yeah, I gave Jake Fro- Jack Frost a good score. Yeah. Um, and then one of my technicians was like, well, what do you do next week? I told her, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. She watched it. Then she watched Santa Jaws afterwards. She's like, oh, I love these. I was like, great. Is Santa Jaws on our docket next? Uh, I almost did it that first Christmas uh, for the holiday hose for you and I. But there wasn't enough research on there, so I replaced it with Santa with muscles. We're doing it again? We could we could do Santa with muscles again. I think I think the people would. I don't know what they would want. I think they would want it for sure. They'd want those muscles in their mouths and ears. Yeah, for sure. The Hulkster, the Hulk's muscles in their mouths and ears and all different orifices. They want for sure. Because that's just the Hulkster. Brilliant. But so Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Let's get into it. We have a director. His name is Nicholas Webster. Sounds fancy. I've I've never heard of him, but why is that fancy? Sounds like a, a knight. Yeah. A royalty. <laughs> He's a done poet. films such as Dead to the World. He's done one called Gone Are the Days. He's done Mission Mars, another Mars themed movie. Sci fi, yeah. Uh one episode of Get Smart when it was back as a television yeah. series. Poppy. Two episodes of Bonanza. Sure. Um a movie called No Longer. One or no longer alone. Sorry, uh, another one called Man Beast, and the last one I have is one called Myth or Monster. Okay, some TV I've heard of, some movies I haven't. Correct. Yeah, but heard it was TVs sixty years ago. He was a working man. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of our contemporary work we would have seen. So he's no Matt Damon. Yeah, is I what think, we're saying. Yeah, well, and if this movie is any quality, I mean. One of those guys who just drifted away in history. Movies didn't yeah. didn't take him. Yeah. His work um, survives sometimes. Though. Writers, Paul L. Jacobson. This is a man. Not applicable. This is all he wrote. Okay, I saw I didn't even have a Wikipedia page when earlier <laughs> I was looking. I didn't look at anything and else, but I was just trying to get a gauge in the movie. Other writers, Glenville Merrith, not applicable. That this is this is their thing. That sounds like a a pseudonym. Glenville Merrith? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, and then a cast of people I also don't know. You've got John Call, Leonard Hicks, Vincent Beck, Bill McCutcheon, Victor Stiles, Donna Conforti, Chris Month, and a name that popped up a lot in my research, but I actually don't know who she is. Maybe other people do. Pia Sedora. 
Yeah, I, I saw that. that was like a notable thing too. It was like, this is her premiere of anything. And I was like, okay, is she a big name? I think she was in like three different things in the 80s. Okay, so maybe our moms know her. Maybe. It's a long time ago, and this is kind of a B-movie. Not, not, there's no Gregory Peck, you know? Nope. There's no Brando. There's no uh, dick butt kiss. There's no dick butt kiss. There's no animal of any kind. I don't know. No reindeer? Torg was pretty animalistic. No, there was that polar bear. That was clearly a person, though. <laughs> it's totally a person. Yeah, that was not a real animal. <laughs> they fooled like, you. They got me. I was like, oh my god, a real life polar bear. How'd they get How'd that? How'd they do that? It's a, it's a man in a teddy bear costume. <laughs> Walking on all fours. Um, and then a plot for you. The Martians kidnap Santa Claus because there's nobody on Mars to give their children presents. Yeah, that is, that is that is right. Santa sort of unwinds it all in the end, makes it all right and just as you'd expect he would. Is, is this? I I think this might be Santa's first foray into space and sci-fi that I know of. Earliest attempt. I think so. Maybe the only attempt. It's Maybe the only it's, it, I mean, it's it's not like something insane. It's just your classic genre blend, you know, Christmas space. Let's make a Christmas space. But remains to be seen if it was effective. But let's also make it about themes of growing up too fast and you depression. know falling into depression and falling into the capitalistic thing of getting toys and what is Christmas? What is happiness? What wow, is humanity can it extend past our fingertips? Trying to trying to shock humanity out of my fingertips. I think that would make me dead. I think I would die if I lost humanity through my fingertips. But you may gain something greater. Dick size. <laughs> yeah. If, if you revoke your humanity through your fingertips, it all goes to your dick. I'm telling you How right they get now. There. That's what they don't tell you about <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Ten truths about Hollywood you don't want to know. <laughs> dick size one fingertip megan Solves. fox has humanity megan fox has webbed feet too she does dick size or or maybe she has she has that thumb thing What's that she thumb? has those club thumb like club thumbs or something or club toes or something she's she's super up, self-conscious saying. about it yeah okay she's super self-conscious she's super about her thumbs up. or her toes or something <laughs> my words not yours yeah, yeah taken directly from my mouth you want to hear some history about this? You have some? The history is coming? The history is coming? The history is coming, yeah! No, it's here. I'm prepared. Bat in the hatches. You, you, you have prepared or you haven't? I have not. I got a bat in the hatches right now, I'm saying. Oh, my. you need a vacuum oh, that's or something. Because... <laughs> the history is here. He's, he's dead. I don't know I'm history. I'm here. Nicole history here. He landed the plane. <laughs> so, about this, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, like I said, is a 1964 American science fiction comedy film based on a story written by Glenville Merritt. So, he had a story credit. The film marks the first documented appearance of Mrs. Claus in a motion picture, wow. coming three weeks before the television special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which also featured Mrs. Claus. 
The film was the idea of producer Paul L. Jacobson, who was also a writer, who worked in the video production and wanted to move into feature films. He hired writer Glenville Merritt to develop the idea and Nicholas Webster to direct and made the film through his own Jailer Productions. Uh, Jacobson uh, called the film a, in quotes, Yuletide science fiction fantasy, end quote. And he said he made it because of a perceived gap in the market of sci-fi Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Uh, Except for the Disney's, there's very little in the film houses that children recognize as their own. Um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martian regularly appears on lists of the worst films ever made. It regularly featured on the bottom 100 list in IMDb and was featured in an episode of the syndicated series of the Cannes Film Festival of 1986. Santa Claus Conquers the Martian took on a newfound fame in the 90s after being featured on an episode of the comedy series Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, Santa Claus, the Santa Claus Conquers the Martians episode became a holiday staple on the Comedy Central cable channel in the years following its premiere in 91. It has since found new life again and has been the subject of new riffing by Cinematic Titanic and Riff Tracks. So, multiple revivals of this film from 60 years ago. From what we do. How'd you understand come about this film? I just googled worst worst Christmas movies all the time. And this consistently popped up there and I was like and there she was. This does seem like a, a B movie type Christmas film, so okay. we'll have to do it eventually. I think it was probably a good swing. Remember at the time of America context. Space race, we haven't got to the moon yet. The the Soviet Union crisis. The craze for the stars was was untethered just like our our hopes for humanity. It's poetic. Thank you. Sometimes you be poetic, Lucas. Trying. In Seth's absence, our our poet laureate of the podcast. Oh, Seth's the po- poet laureate? Yes. This is love. He's of, dead. Not Shakespeare, but any other poet. He's a purist. Of, of Walt Whitman. He loves He loves Walt Whitman and Emily Dickinson. It's crazy how much Seth loves. It's probably what he's Walt doing right Whitman now while he's Emily unwinding. Dickinson. Probably doing, he's Walt, doing Whitman. Walt Whitman and Emily Dickinson. <laughs> and he's always doing that, you know. If he's not here, or he's That's not why at his work, his soul is so light, unburdened. You know what I mean? He takes in those poets, yeah, physically and mentally and emotionally, yeah. And then releases them, like a dove. He always has. And he always will. Uh, it's budget time. Budget time. We're throwing some cash on some ass and real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the bank. We got a fast car. They'll tell you. I got a ticket to anywhere. Answer. Oh. I was just going to start rapping Fast Car by Tracy Chapman after that. One of the oh, saddest could... songs of all time. Yeah, and Luke Combs shouldn't be covering it. <laughs> My At work, they love to play country music, and that always comes on mm-hmm. as the non-Tracy Chapman. You got a fast yes. car. Yes. I got a ticket to anywhere. From Luke Combs, yeah. Tracy. I remember you were Opposite. Of the embodiment of that song, that artist. Driving that's in your car. 
They got that's a fast fine. car. I mean, that's all about. Do we, have, do we have a budget? We have a budget, and that's it. I don't have any. You don't have any box office. Office information. Okay, I gotta really buckle down if I want to win this one. I gotta be really close if I want to take home the prize today for the you budget. You got a game. budget. I'll say. And I gotta guess it right now. I need to win this, so I'll say nine hundred billion dollars. You're the winner. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's 200,000. Okay, okay. I was 200 a off. billion. I was a little off. You're only 700 billion off. I was, that's not bad. Inflation, <laughs> you forget too. I was didn't do that. What is 200,000 oh, yeah. in today's money? Holiday hose. Um, let me look cuz I don't but yeah, This didn't go to theaters it didn't seem. Um, went straight to DVD. A holiday marketplace imperfection may have led to some money in the home video market, but it did not at the theater. Twenty thousand. I mean, that's not. It's not crazy cheap. They didn't have the money to do CGI, but computers didn't exist at the time. What do we got, Brandon? One million eight hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. Okay. Today's money. Okay, so that's Today's like money. that's I mean, that's just under cheap. two mil. One point nine mil. Independent movie. Yeah, of course. He invested a good chunk of his life savings, I would imagine. But it's got Pia Zadora, so a good discovery, I guess. First roll. So two hundred thousand didn't make anything, but I think with all of these revivals and being picked up by Comedy Central to play like oh, yeah. every year for a while, it it made its money. Oh yeah. I mean, it was on YouTube for free right now, though, so I don't know if it's still making that much money. <laughs> I guess that's true. It seems to have entered the public public domain, whether it legally is supposed to or not. And what is the public domain again? That just means, like, you can watch it anywhere, you can host it or riff Any- on it or whatever. Anybody can have it. Do anything with it, yeah. I don't know if it legally should be in the public domain, but it, I don't think I cares or has the legal protections on it anymore so that's why everyone can do these riffs like we do like mystery 3000 does uh is there a way for me to send you these uh taglines um you can just hit them do them in your best lucas voice lucas here oh it's like listening in a mirror hey i'm lucas uh Indubitably, ost- ostensibly, these will be good word. <laughs> uh, the first one, blast off for Mars with Santa and a pair of Earth kids. Science fun fiction at its height. Oh, that's a long one, Mister Mister Lorenz. Now I'm going to do my best, Devin. Okay. Santa Claus saves Christmas for the children of the world. That was a good Devin. But Santa Your Claus father. also saved Christmas for the children of Mars, not just for this world. Should have been of They're the underselling worlds. them. Yeah. You're right, they're underselling Santa. Now I'm going to do my best Seth. <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh, Santa kidnapped by the Martians. <laughs> yeah. Out of this world fun in action, as two Earth kids are whisked away with him to Mars. Oh, wow. And that was one tagline, even though it was three different little mini taglines. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Good marketing. 
Bang There's also buck. three more taglines. <laughs> keep just rattle them off. Go go go. Uh, aliens attack the North Pole. Who will save Christmas? Mm. Uh, new, never seen before in space, blazing Mrs. color. Claus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And the last one: the seasonal sci-fi spectacular. That's some good alliteration there. Yeah, and that seems to be going off of what the market imperfection was. Yeah. Which which of the six is your favorite? Um, the one you did is as Seth. Santa kidnapped by the Martians out of this world, fun and action as two Earth kids are whisked away with him to Mars. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of information <laughs> delivered. <laughs> so there good was on a, them. That yeah. tagline was longer than the plot summary on IMDb. Correct. <laughs> longer than the writer credits that they did. I like. I like. Hmm. Probably the first one, Blast Off for Mars with a Santa and a pair of Earth Kids. Science fun fiction at its highest. I mean, are they lying? It combines the the genre. It's it's selling points, sure. The genre. The genre. How did Trebek say it? The genre. The genre. Yeah. Now pick your, the next genre. Genres. Potpourri. There's always potpourri good, somewhere. It's a good category. Um, okay, taglines of our own? Um, um, I, 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 I wasn't expecting this question. Santa Claus is a conquistador because he conquered them. How about Bart? No, the, that's a fact name. That's not a tagline. Okay. I mean, who's stopping uh, Bart from being a tagline, though? He's been labeled as a fact all this time. Oh, shit, the police? Yeah, we can't make him a tagline now. We could do taglines. How can you sell this movie? Coming soon to theaters. Kleemar. Kemar. Chief Kemar? You, you, if you want to meet Chief Kemar, you gotta buy a ticket to... <laughs> To the movie. The U.S. Get me in the door. U.S. versus Soviet Poopian. Space okay. race. Was there some Soviet reference in the movie? There was some Soviet reference. A little in bit, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Product of its time. There was, some, there was a Nixon reference in there. Yeah, we're still fighting the Soviet proxy war today. So. But when was Nixon president? Seventy-two. Um, at that time, no. I think he finished. Yeah, seventy-two. He finished the Vietnam War. He ended it. When was Nixon president? Sixty-nine to seventy-four. So this is just yeah. pre-Nixon. Well, he had lost to JFK in nineteen sixty. JFK beat Nixon to become president, so he was a political figure. Yeah, for sure. He was beating him up. Mm. They had a full fist of cuffs. Because there was that big thing about that was the first televised presidential debate. Oh, that's right. Nixon and Kennedy. Because people who listened to the radio thought that Nixon won, but if they watched, Kennedy was like looking like a fucking movie star, and Nixon was like <laughs> old and villainous looking. So Kennedy won, actually. I just listened. Have you have you listened to the Shane Gillis stand up on Netflix? Mm-mm. The new one. It's 
fantastic. But there was a point where he said he wants Trump to come back just to listen to to, to debate because yeah. He just always shits on people the whole time. You fucking stupid. You gay. He's, a good he's like, but he's like, nobody could beat him except for Biden because Biden couldn't understand what he was saying to him anyway. And he'd be like, you're so you're so old and stupid, Biden. He'd be like, what? And he'd be like, he won there. I don't know how he won, but he did. It was a good stand-up. I really like it. Uh I was gonna. I had one more tagline, but I can't remember what it is. Save anymore. it for the next movie. That doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, you can roll it over. We Every week we have one rollover one. Yeah, we'll save it for next time. Put it in your uh, pocket. Jack, my nipples have frostbite. You didn't save it for next time. No, that's my last week's one. Oh, you rolled it over already? From my last week's rolled over to this week. Okay, my one from this week will roll this over. Week, then. Yeah, that yeah Jack Frosting one. So I think we they nailed sell it. That. Yeah. Jack, my nipples have frostbite. They could sell that. Yeah. Rock hard. Like diamonds. You're 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 printing money. <laughs> I mean, my nipples are often very hard. Just so you all know. That's what the people buy. That That's image. what the people want to hear right now that on this podcast. That way of life. Facts. Duh. Excuse me, sorry, Jesus Christ. Could be that. Could be gross burp. Gross burp facts. It could be... Santa Claus Conquers the Facts is... Could be very Santa good. Santa Claus Facts the Martians. Ooh, shit. Maybe he does something different to him. If he's facting them? Yeah. Because you'd be like, anybody that's not aware of the title and doesn't read the title of this episode, they'd be like... What the fuck is he doing to those Martians? He's facting oh, yeah, them? Geez, what could they be? We could do Kimar facts, Boldar facts. <laughs> You're just going to go through every name? Yeah. I don't remember Winky, anymore. Winky the Elf facts? Well, I remember Dropo facts, of course. Oh, Dropo facts. Chochum facts, that like ancient wizard man. He was cool. I like, let's do Dropo facts. He seemed to be the, I mean, he's a, he's a title character in a way. He kind of is. He's also an idiot. He's a double title character. The only one who could do that. I think we have to go drop O'Fax. Santa Claus and a Martian. You're right. The chosen one. Droppo drops the ball. Droppo is the chosen one, facts. Droppo, comma. Drop the is in the the. Droppo, or Droppo, the chosen one, facts. He's our king. Billy, what did the Martian look like? I don't know. Nobody's ever seen one. I don't believe there are any Martians. You don't, huh? What would you do if a Martian woke right up behind you? I'd scream. Oh, stop around, Betty. I'm trying to sleep. I see a Martian. Boy, you and your imagination. Come on, let's go home. Who, who are you? We're from Mars. Don't be afraid. We have children just like you on Mars. What are those funny things sticking out of your head? Those are our antenna. Are you a television set? <laughs> Stupid question. Is this what you want to do to our children on Mars? Turn them into nincompoops like these? Hold your tongue, Voldar. All hail Droppo. All hail Droppo. The Droppo is coming. The Droppo is coming.
He's gonna drop our ass. Torg facts? We could have done Torg facts. No, I hated Torg. What a what a lame. <laughs> that guy came out of nowhere. <laughs> Torg came out of nowhere. He's a big toy. He's so big. Uh, my first one is that the Martian ray guns are actually just painted whammo air blasters. Wow. What's a yeah? Who knows? Is that the little toy where you pull it back and, and it, air shoots out? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. I mean, so they just cost, painted them you know, black. That's like old sci-fi, though. That was all that shit was. And I mean, they gun. used it because it wasn't yeah. going to kill them or anything. It was a freeze ray. It stunned them. So stunned those little guys. Those elves. They're elves. They're not called little guys. Those little guys. Get and back. Mrs. Claus stunned her. Stunted stunned her. her. Good. Uh, next, this entire film was shot in four days at Michael Meyerberg Studios, <laughs> which was a converted aircraft hangar at Roosevelt Field in Long Island, New York. This area is now a shopping mall today. Okay, that's a pretty quick turnaround. I mean, it makes sense. They didn't have any like crazy extended sequences, but four days in and out. A lot of, of Kemar, a lot of Voldar. I'm trying to think what would have been like it had to have been getting the footage of the air force shit and the rocket i mean they probably had that as stock footage yeah just lined it up uh next this film is in the public domain okay many copies of varying quality are circling around including novelizations theatrical productions and attempted film remakes there was almost a remake i don't think i put this in here there's almost a remake in the 90s that was going to star Jim Carrey. Sure. Why would there be a novel of this? Who would read Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? People would eat this shit up. They would read it? Yeah. It's like a kid's story, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. People, I, I'm not a big reader in general, but are there a would lot of the... Christmas reader fans out there? Yeah, sure. Christmas stories, yeah. Who would go to see the theatrical production is what I'm asking. Though. I would probably go see the theatrical production. Yeah. That sounds you love awesome. This. Love? You love this. You love this. I love it, huh? You love this. Hmm. Interesting. Next up, most of the cast came from Broadway shows of the time. Okay. Wait, where so, wasn't it shot in California though? No. Long Island. Or Oh, I thought he said California. That no. makes sense, I guess. Barwin from the locals. And that's why we didn't know any other names, because they weren't, like, Hollywood actors at the time. And maybe this might have been, like, their only stint. Yeah, just weekend gig, only four days. Maybe it was, like, over Labor Day weekend or something. Yeah. And could you imagine seeing Droppo on the stage? I could. That made a rock. Yeah, he's one of the Tonys <laughs> left and right. Play, playing a dramatic role of Atticus Finch in the live production <laughs> of Killer Mockingbird. Good, he'd probably play a good Lenny. Yeah. Play a good Lenny. Frankenstein, maybe. I don't know. I was going to say Boo Radley based on like character, but he couldn't play Boo Radley. Doesn't have the, the soul. We're teaching that in English right now. Nice. Yeah. And? Um, we haven't started it yet. We've just been doing pre-reading stuff. I know you've kind of been prepping with the new the new student coming back. Yeah. 
He's ready. He's ready. Okay. We're, we're all ready. Sometimes it's a tough film with the the racial themes and the, the we're in the book. The, the whole yeah. The N word and yeah. Can be tough. Can be tough. Uh next. Voldar and Kimar's rivalry could be a subtle reference to Edgar Rice Burroughs' John Carter of Mars series. Voldar has green skin, and Kimar has red-tinted skin. In the book, the green and red Martians uh, were fierce rivals, stricken by intercene warfare. Seems like a stretch. William Rice Burroughs? Is that who that was? Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote the John Carter of Mars series. Okay, I know that. I know I'm familiar with that. I mean, make I don't know. It could be this is a cheap knockoff of a lot of things. I think you're thinking of John Wick of Earth, not John Carter of Mars. I'm thinking of John Edwards, former presidential candidate. I think you're thinking of J. Edgar Wright. J. Edgar. What was J. Edgar's full name? Hoover. Hoover. Mr. Hooves. J. Edgar Hoover Rice Burroughs John Carter of Mars. So behooves you. He behooved me. What does that word mean? I know that word. Behooves you. I think it's if it's so behooves you. If you're like <laughs> if you're like, I don't know. Like if, like you're walking the down the street. Feeling comes to you. If you're it was so behooved. And then out of nowhere you're behooved. Then that means you're like, I want to do this, this one thing. I, I'm moved to do something. Let's look it up. <laughs> I've, I figured you might have just been making the that duty up. Responsibility. Yeah, I was kind of right. To to be behooved like is to the thing. duty of one's own responsibility. Okay. Yeah, I was right. Bitch. Yeah, bitch. Fucking bitch. Behoove you, bitch. The behooved bitch. Behooves you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. Uh, my next and penultimate. Uh, Good word. Thanks, Fact. man. Fact is that this film is listed among the 100 most amusingly bad movies ever in the Golden Raspberry Award founder John Wilson's book of the official Razzie movie guide. Okay. Now, there was not a Razzies in 1964, so it wasn't nominated for them, but retroactively, he wrote this book and included this in the 100 worst of all time. They should do a retroactive Razzies if they're looking for content. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. A Razzrospective. Ooh, that's good. They should hire me. I was going to say, you should be the CEO. I'll I'll quit being a teacher. Push aside John Wilson. Lucas Lorenz, CEO of the Razzies. With a gun. J. Edgar Hoover's gun. That was his style. You feel, do you feel behooved right now to kill John Wilson? To I often CEO? feel behooved to kill in general, <laughs> Brandon. Not just John Wilson. If, if it so be. If the shoe fits. Correct. Um, and my last one is that this ranks. Whoops. I forgot to change the thing. Hold up. Hold up. It's on the IMDb bottom 100. This ranks as number 42 on the IMDb okay. bottom 100. Okay. Is that with Alivar? As with all editions. This is with Aladar. Aladar editions. Yeah. So, our previous ones. 
Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper, number four. Good movie. The film we did one year ago today at number five, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Yeah, bad movie. Very, so bad. I'll give us, yeah, don't worry, I'll give the consensus. Uh, Birdemic 2, The Resurrection at number six. Good movie. Birdemic 3, Sea Eagle at number nine. Sea Eagle, good movie. Uh, Birdemic, Shock and Terror at number 12. good trilogy. All good movies, genuinely. Where does that rank in your best trilogies of all time? Like, there's the Before Probably series. Six or eight. The Before series. We're going to add on to stories. it, so I don't know if I can count it. You're right. Hmm. Uh, you've got The Hottie and the Naughty at number 16. Pretty good. Uh, a Talking Cat at number 22. I liked it. It was good. Uh, film we did last year, one week ago, the Star Wars Holiday Special, number 23. Yeah, that, was, that was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um bobbleheads the movie number 28 that was i forget what i gave that one good you gave it a seven something that was good it's a good movie uh sam of the muscles number 41 great movie this number 42 tbd to be determined uh the skateboard kid number 46 pretty good pretty good really yeah it's pretty good hmm Space Chimps 2 Zartog Strikes Back, bad. number that 47. Sucks. Cats, number 48. Bad by our shows. Uh, Gooby, number 51. Gooby rocks. <laughs> Gooby slaps. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey at 52. Yeah, it was bad and dumb. The Emoji Movie at number 79. That's stupid and bad. Mac and Me at number 82. That one's good. Uh, Dragon Wars, number 93. That one's pretty bad. Leprechaun 4 in Space, number 94. That one's pretty bad. The Room, number 95. That one's just bad. There we go. We've got so many on here now. We've got... A lot of of them on there. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 21 of those bucks? And five that are just off the list. Wow, we're going to cover them all one day. Especially if we do our style of including ones that have barely count. <laughs> yeah, that, that are unofficial on there, for sure. Um, But with that, that's the end of our Droppo the Chosen One facts. Bye, Alex. So we can get into the Droppo. The Droppo. How old would Nicole Kidman been in 1964? She would not have been. Negative what? I I bet she's I bet she's 54, so I bet she was negative five. Five years old before. She was born in 67, not 69, so negative three. I was pretty close. Her parents may have been together. So Nicole Kidman's parents were fucking. They but ostensibly they were, could have rented or seen this movie on television somewhere. Probably maybe like a first date. Led to a they, spur of the moment thing. Yeah, first date. They were seeing that, you know, that chemistry between Lady Momar and Chief Kiram. They decided they were going to get it on and try and have a Nicole Kidman. I think it's safe to say that this movie led to Nicole Kidman's existence. It. The parents felt behooved to have Nicole. But not they, 
they had conception issues. They couldn't, you know, they had to see a fertility specialist. Um, they got their sperm tested, all that good stuff. And eventually it came around. I mean, they could, yeah, they, they didn't have to see it opening weekend. No, but they Either. had some, they had some issues. You know, they couldn't have a child right away. His sperm, Nicole Kidman's dad's sperm, was not up to par. Of course not. And so it took a bit, but Nicole is a strong swimmer because of her long frame. You knew yeah. she was going to make she it. Breaststroke. <laughs> Man, she's a really good... If she outbeat all the other sperm freestyle swimming and she was breaststroking, she's so fast. Why do you think she's won Oscars, Brandon? Because she's, she's, bre- she's such a good breaststroke swimmer. That's why she wins Oscars. Because she's exceptional. A beautiful lady. Wait, it's our show. And movies. Stroke as a sperm. And the movies. parents were behooved. And movies. How we start this thing off like classic style. I like this intro. You knew I would. Children singing a little hooray Santa Claus. We got some hand drawn credit slides. Yeah. Did you see what the heck was the fat W production? <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a W that was a man, but his head yeah. was the middle prong and his arms were the other two. He was real fat. That's art. That's creativity. <laughs> Did you notice the spelling error in the intro credits? I missed it. What was it? It was one of the big ones. It wasn't with all the names, but it was one where it was like director of photography, makeup, and then costume designer. Costume designer actually said costume designer. Oh, no. Costume. Well, like I said, hand-painted, four-day-long shoot. They were just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Not a lot of oversight. It was a four-day shoot, but they could have done more time editing. They could have, they I mean, also have to edit, edit that. Days. You have to like hand paint a whole new thing. I guess that's true. Yeah, or just paint it. And the little it. stencil drawing of Santa pushing the intro credits off the screen, and another one pulls up. That's cute. Um, it's Station Kid TV. That's that's the station. Is Kid TV broadcasting? A first ever interview in the North Pole toy shop with Santa Claus. So you Big right deal. away, you're like, oh, this is fake. No, everybody on Earth knows Santa Claus is real. They've seen him. They know that this is this is canon. Yeah. And what's also, I mean, that's just accepted. Yeah, what the viewer is also forced to accept right off the bat that this is uh, Earth TV because this is the Martians are watching in on this broadcast. Martian children are. Martians from Mars have a television that can. Pick up the signal in Earth for Earth programming. Which seems to depress the children as they do not have access to Santa Claus. No. And I mean, they're young. They're 10 and 8 years old. And that's, and then, yeah, their parents are baffled. And the Martian design is their faces are painted green. And then they're in this kind of green little suit with a little antenna and toast. A green green antenna with. Like a like a vacuum hose extension connected from the top to the side. Yeah, classic Martian look. Yeah, and uh, the alien kids are watching this news broadcast, and this, like I said, is a true broadcast in the North Pole at the toy shop. Immediately, they're like, "And this is Santa. He's just smoking a fucking pipe on TV." He was. Hey, he's chilling. I'm a celebrity. It's funny because he'd be like smoking a pipe and then he'd like look at the TV like he was like this big like 
actual persona. He knew he was hot shit. Yeah, well, he's Santa. He, he's cracking jokes the whole time. He's on benevolent. TV yeah. And uh, Santa seemed like he was drunk or high from his pipe. He was. He was didn't even know the name of all of his reindeer. Yeah, well, yeah, he was baffled. He's having a great time. He loves being a superstar. Santa's here for a good time and a long time. You would hope. Um, and then Mrs. Claus gets to be first on time ever, I guess. Air, first time ever. And the instant he's like, honey, you're on television. She's like, oh, my hair. Yeah, she freaks the fuck out. Flipping her dress around. Like, literally. Yeah, she looks fine, I think. Yes, but she she's saw an old lady. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. She got all excited, all jittery. And Winky the Elf is in charge of the space department of the toys. He made the newest rocket toy that actually runs on real rocket fuel. The hell seems, is this toy? <laughs> seems to be hard to acquire for parents. Yeah, but he also made a toy of his idea of a Martian. And it looks eerily similar to the alien kids we saw earlier. Spooky. And a good transition is it zooms in on the Martian toy and then to Chief Kiram, modeled after Mars, him, basically. Who has a, a problem or with not the Kiram, Kimar. He's got a problem with the, the planet's youth. Yeah, they everyone's just kind of not doing anything anymore. You know They're who else eating. isn't? They're not happy. They're not sleeping. You know who else isn't? Droppo. He walks yeah. into the room. He's like, Droppo, where are you? He's just like laying on the floor. Droppo is like a staple of the 1950s and 60s type of entertainment. Where there's always one character who's so such a fucking dumbass. Like oh, Droppo! Pile type figure, yeah. Where mm-hmm. he just stumbles in, a Kramer-esque figure almost. Squonks. Squonks. Squeege. Squeege and squonks. Um, yeah, he's, he's like, where are you? And can't see him, but he's just laying on the floor. But he finds him, and he wakes him up with a tickle ray. Yeah. Which he begs to stop. He's it's got good stupid. technology here on Mars. Tickle rays, sleep sprays, all their food is in, is in pills. A ray. Yeah. A, a bleak vision of the future, Brandon. Yeah. You would like that. You'd probably get more business. I'm not worried about the business. No, but it'd be good for pharmacists if everything was pill form. I mean, yeah, but then everybody would be pharmacists, and I wouldn't be special. No, it all just funneled back to you. You'd make more money. No, there would need to be more pharmacists. I couldn't keep up with supplying the world's food in pill form. I don't know. You seem like you're for this idea. I'm not for this idea. We should eat normal food. You're out. You're now. You're in it for big pills. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, that's pill. what they don't tell you. Mars is on the big pills action. They are teams. They've yeah. been back in big pharma for ages. Yeah, but the kids are sad. Yeah, you know he's concerned that they're trouble. They won't sleep without the sleep spray. They've been watching too much Earth programming. They're not eating their pills. And Lady Momar brings the food pills home for the kids and advises Chief Kimar to visit Chochim, the ancient one. In the forest for advice. Yeah. He's like 800 years old or something. Yeah. Um, This this fact upsets Voldar, like the sort of lieutenant of the the planet. Yeah, Kimar's second-hand man. They're not happy to visit Chochin. 
Boulder thinks it's childish to visit this. We can handle ourselves. We can handle our own business. But Chotram has wisdom. He's eight hundred years old. And he, and he creaks and he wheezes when he talks. He does, and he vanishes in and out of thin air. He's got a big old beard. So he appears from a smokestack, and immediately they're like, "The children are sluggish." She's like, "What month is it?" And they're like, "Well, it's September." He's like, "No, on Earth, you idiots!" Earth, like dumbass. <laughs> it's, it's just. December 1st, he's like, that makes complete sense. <laughs> he's like, the kids have missed out on their childhood. I prophesied this for centuries. Well, the he children... says, yeah, he says the Martian children are, are adults when they're born. They get programmed like computers to know how to do everything. But in this, they miss their childhood. Wow, so we're um, stealing quotes, I see. I see. So in this sort of being able to see Earth children experience happiness of the toys in Santa Claus. They're they're becoming destroyed inside. They're behooving. So Chochim says they must have their own childhood, lest they lest they be lost forever. Yeah, they need to know what it means to have fun. They need a Santa of their own on Mars, but there's only one Santa Claus. So no. Chief Kimar makes his decision that the only action that they'll have to is to go to Earth and kidnap Santa. And they get there fast. They're already in Earth's orbit, like right away. Um, one problem though, the radar is on. The radar detection is off. Yeah, I mean they're trying to locate pictures of Santa in low orbit. They get pictures of just New York City. Then they yeah. zoom in a little farther to Let's, look for Santa. Yeah, because they're like, oh my god, there's hundreds of them, <laughs> right? They're also I like, see him. he's waving a bell. They're also like, look at how primitive this city is. It's all above ground. Yeah, that's some stupid sci-fi shit. There's also stuff like that, yeah. But yeah, they zoom in further. They find all the street corner Santas that are looking for donations for Red Cross or uh, Salvation Army or all those things. I don't know what it was in 1964, but... So they don't know what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden, the news. There were a lot of, like, cut to the news in this movie. Yeah, the news covered everything important and relevant to the plot. And right away, they got news very fast without social media or texting or emails or anything like that. No, or, or cell phones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the news reports an unidentified flying object in Earth's orbit. Here's where the Soviet Union denied any actions. And the U.S. defense system is ready and tracking this thing. And the alien ship has been spotted because the radar box isn't functioning. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? Who unplugged it? They open Droppo. it up. Droppo. stowed away, take a, taking a nap, and then <laughs> fucking Droppo wanted to see Earth or something. Stowed away in a box of mission. in a box of wires. Yeah, so Droppo's damaged it. Now they go back under radar. The the newscasters like, oh, we lost them. Who knows where they'll be next? <laughs> I loved this moment too because they're like, Droppo, you could have sabotaged this whole thing. He's like, yeah, but I've never been to Earth, man. Yeah. Classic Drapo. Drapo, you weren't meant to go to Earth. You're like a you're like a butler in Chief Kimar's house. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, baby, they end up fixing it. Yeah, they're they're, it's gone from radar, and so the U.S. Air Force is suiting up. And I loved like these genuinely good Air Force flying shots. You got planes taking off. You got the refueling. You got the the pilots in them. You got rockets going off. I was like, wow, this is. I, that's what I mean. I think they had they had might have had some stock footage from the producer, or 
They got all of that live. They might have. That would be really impressive if they I don't think they have an Air Force base in Long Island. They go to the nearest I mean, yeah, what the main one would have been in Houston at the time. For 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 rocket wise, but they did just a lot of like US Air Force like off of like naval carriers and stuff. Maybe one crewed at NASA. Yeah. I see. Feasible. Feasible. Well, the alien ship has landed on Earth. And some kids are listening to the news that some scientists are like, well, it vanished. We think it's a meteor. But one mad scientist was like, it's a Martian ship, and I know it. And little Betty, she's like, I don't believe in Martians until Voldar and... Pop up right there. Voldar and Kimar and Rigna just show up right then and there. And take them hostage. <laughs> Literally come up onto them. Because they were using the little Waymo air blasters the whole time. This time they're just holding assault rifles. <laughs> Pretty came much up on them with kid. like an M16. They're like, and the kids, kids are, are like us. 1960s like dollhouse cute. They're so adorably perfect. Oh little my kids. god. Both cute of them kids. were perfect kids. Like impossibly annoyingly cute kids. Yeah. And... Decent actors for eight and ten years old. Yeah, they had some chops. Well, well, there, Mister. I don't know. Like when Bill, when jumping ahead, when they're in the airlock, and Billy's like freaking out and banging on the doors, and like looking at the time, and like we're gonna get sucked yeah. out. That was Classic pretty good. Little kid names too, Billy and Betty. Yeah, for sure. But so they're taken hostage, and Billy tells Chief Kimar that the one true Santa is at the North Pole. So they steal the two kids so that they don't tell authorities. And immediately the news is like, missing children, we've got no answers. Yeah, and like, I don't know, like, yeah, that would be connected to the main mission. Next, the monkeys or something like. Yeah, next, whatever could possibly relate to this movie. It's a little do sex machina, but that's okay. It's a kid's movie. Yeah, I mean. And so they get on the alien ship to go to the North Pole and drop a strict orders on there to not go in the control center not let the kids out of the site drop was just like kids look at this control center <laughs> your classic dumbass i love him a king <laughs> order not to bring them there and then he's like they're like well what's this light and he's like oh this will do this and they're like what's this one and he's like that means somebody's entering the door right now and the light they're like uh Droppo. hi Droppo. so where so, does he hide him i have to hide him somewhere he he only knows one hiding spot in the radar box. <laughs> like Droppo, what the fuck are you doing in here, Droppo? <laughs> Making sure the landing gear's safe. Like, yeah, and then they have go a back to yourself. Yeah, but the kids are in there in this super secret meeting, overhearing that they are ne- they are never returning the kids. Good yawn. Thanks, it's been, I'm tired. They're going to never return the kids so that once they steal Santa, no one will expect that Martians were behind all of this. Yeah, I just think Santa disappeared. And they're like, kids are like, well, we got to figure out a way to alert Santa or get off here or something. And so Chief Kima is like, all right, we're at the North Pole. We're going to get Santa, but I don't want any casualties. So we're going to send Torg in. And I was like, who the fuck is Torg? They kept talking about it. like an intimidating, yeah. And I'll be y'all. And so the kids beat the Martians out of the ship to go alert Santa. Um, They dodge Voldar. But Billy was smart. 
while he was in the radar box, he ripped all the cords again in the radar box so that if the rocket leaves, the U.S. Space Force will be there quickly. They can track him. And this is where you start to... Like, Voldar didn't like that they were going to choke him earlier, but this is where they really start to butt heads, lieutenant and chief here. He wants to kill the kids. Yeah. And they talk about leadership, because Voldar tells him his plan is failing because the kids have escaped, and he confirmed with Droppel that he knows the plans. And, you know, this... Mars used to be a place of violence and not... Well, yeah, and he's like, this. it's basically saying there's a pussification of Mars, and you're behind it. Kimar, you're part of the problem. Direct quote in this 1964 children film. Yeah. <laughs> Pussification of Mars. Pretty much. Well, as the kids are running through the snow looking for Santa's workshop, Voldar right behind them tracing their footsteps, and he's about to catch them when a polar bear comes and scares him off. Oh, fuck, yeah, with the cardboard polar bear who looks like dog shit. Scares, I mean, scares like, him off. The Martians don't look great either, but they look so much better looks than the polar bear. Together. Yeah, the polar bear comes, scares off Voldar, tries to get into the into the cave where the kids are hiding, but then gets scared off too, right? Or just leaves? I think, I think he, he just, just leaves. I think he just left, and so Billy's like, I'm going to look, see what we can get. They come out of the cave and step outside, and they're like, look for a light. Where's the North Star or whatever? we got to find a way to Sam's workshop. And Betty's like, there's lights right it. there. It's coming towards us. Yeah. I was like, that's a fucking robot. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's Torg sent to <laughs> capture the kids, who is literally like the most stereotypical 1960s toy robot you've ever seen, except like 10 feet tall. Well, and the funny thing is, is when they were like, look at Santa's workshop, it looked like it was the Iron Giant, like 40 feet tall yeah, in the does. distance. Yeah. But as it's he gets so closer, obvious. he's 10 feet tall. And a big giant toy looking robot which is like the terrified oh my god it's torg and voldar comes up torg catches the kids right he sees them torg holding the kids and he's like torg crush these kids to death i was like what yeah but torg doesn't listen that's not his ethos it's not his programming chief well chief kima reprogrammed torg to only obey orders from him and how i was caught voldar in the act of subordinates. Which means he gets to go to space space jail, the brig. Hi, Jinjo. Jinjo, say hi. Hello. Thank Elaine. Do you cover the camera so you can grab pajamas? Yeah, I'm covering the camera. Um, and, you know, Kimar doesn't... This is where they talk about it a little he, more... Kimar doesn't want anyone to get hurt. But Voldar He's a thinks, peaceful leader. Yeah, his weaknesses will be the downfall of Mars. Because it's a planet of war. And this hunt for toys and Santa and happiness and pussification goes against what their ancestors had fought for. Yeah, or, or a barbaric war-rearing society. Roaring. Not this, not this liberal bullshit. So so Mars is a conservative planet. It was. Yeah, ran it. And I love the little detail too, how before they're there's just like it's Kimar is like our kids are sad and like, well, what do you want to do, Kimar? You are the president of everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the most important Martian, I see. Chief Chief Kimar, what are we gonna do? Well, we're gonna steal Santa and we're gonna bring him back. 
I have a plan as old as the Bible. Tale as old as time. Kimar and the Beast. What are you doing? Tune on the YouTube at 111 to look at Lucas making this weird ass face. Why are you doing that? I don't know. Chilling. You trying to make a double chin? No, I'm trying to see where I missed in my shave. Mmm. Earlier. I think there are a couple pockets. I shaved today. It was long. It was like four and a half days instead of three. Wow. Yeah. This is five o'clock shadow. You shaved today and you've got that? Yeah, I just trim it though. Oh. Just say that's sexy. Looks like this. Fucking sexy, man. Thank With you, your man. Sh- shaggy hair and your five o'clock shadow and your dimples and your Thanks, man. You're you're making me blush so much I have to go to the bathroom actually. So keep <laughs> it rolling, Brandon. So here's the thing about capitalism. What? Is that Voldar thinks that this. that everything should be about the capitalism and the monetization. Yet Kimar thinks it should be all about joy. And that's what Christmas is. You know, if you believe in that, that it's all about joy. But then there's the whole Christianity aspect of it's all about God. But do the Martians believe in Jesus Christ? I don't know that. I don't know if they do. And how am I supposed to? What God is there if all of their gods and ancestors were murderers and killers? That's not what Jesus would have wanted. So what do the Martians look up to? I need answers right now. Somebody respond and leave me a voice message on previously Anchor, now Podcasters by Spotify, of what religion these guys believe in. Do they believe in the one and only Droppo? Are robots like Torg? Do they invent him? What the fuck was he? Who is Torg? Do they invent him or is he a living being? Because I need that answer right now, too. It's all about depression. I mean, these kids, they're forced to grow up. They said at one point that they're they're learning how to do calculus by the time, you know, they're able to walk and talk. And that's just crazy. They're putting too high of expectations on their kids, which is a direct correlation to today's society, you know? Kids of these age growing up, even younger than me, are going to have such high expectations based on their parents and, you know, what the boomer society is saying. That's what's all over social media. But when you think about student loans and housing crisis and rent prices, how are we supposed to make it in this world with this inflation that keeps going up and up and up when the dollar sign and the minimum wage is barely matching that? And I think that's what Kimar is really trying to dive into and fight against Voldar with is all of this inflation talk. I mean, it's crazy. How are we supposed to keep up with that? That's crazy. You're back. I'm back. Cool. Well, good rant. It was. I just started going off. Good Can't wait for you to we hear it. it. Well, Torg, they're at they're at Sandals workshop. Breaks in, just starts knocking over all the workbenches. One elf like armed himself with a bat that he had made. He was like ready to fuck Torg up. He's like, "Come yeah. on, robot." But Let's Santa's go one on one. Santa's calm, thinking Torg is just a toy that was made, which he kind of is. Yeah, in the presence of Santa, he just becomes pretty docile and a big giant version of a toy. And Torg doesn't grab Santa, so the Martians come in to capture him. And I put, damn, Voldar just blasted two elves with the air plunger that's a freeze ray. And they're they're frozen there. Santa's like, 
well, why would you do that to them? They got it'll wear off. So yeah, then they were very concerned. Santa was like about their health. And then Mrs. Claus comes in. She's like, "Why the fuck aren't you guys yeah, working?" So she gets, she gets frozen too. Rigna blasts him much calmer this time. Yeah, Santa's like, "Thank goodness, I've been looking for a way to do that." <laughs> Santa's like a real homie the whole time, like a bros, bros. She just keeps talking, and I didn't know how. Thank the goodness, the Martians are here with Torg the robot, which I think is now his. I think. Torg belongs to Santa because they were just like, yeah, he's just a normal toy now. Yeah, and all toys belong to him or something. So, um, Santa gets taken away, and the news is being broadcast all over the world that <coughs> Santa's gone because Mrs. Claus reported that he was taken by Martians. So, like, yes. Santa's gone, and two kids are missing, and yeah, the guy's basically throwing his hands up in the air. <laughs> and the space program is going <laughs> to send astronauts to Mars immediately. They're going to forego. The six months of rocket testing and all the training programs for the astronauts are like, yeah. just fucking sending well, them. They know that's where they are because of the kid had to rip the radar box. So they are have rockets right on the tail. Correct. And I put that we were watching a real rocket launch there. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Then they don't get those in Long Island. It rocked. It rocketed. It launched. It launched. And one of the Martians comes into control center. He was so jolly from just five minutes in the cell with Santa. His powers are starting to affect all of the Martians. This isn't Droppo, is it? No, it wasn't Droppo. It was Rigna. No, it wasn't Rigna. It was... I don't Rigna. Maybe. Well, Santa's hanging in that cell with Billy and Betty. They're all bummed because they are why he got caught. But Santa's excited. He's like, I've always wanted to visit Mars. Yeah. He's very zen. He's water. He's, He's part of the water nation. He he taught Aang how to be a waterbender. Santa did. Santa flows. He does. And uh, Droppo just ate Billy's chocolate ice cream like that right in front of him. Dumbass. Billy's like, Billy's like, I'm not too hungry right now. He's like, well, can I eat your chocolate ice cream? He's like, sure. He just, ah, ah. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was but a pill it's in pill form. form. That yeah. is important to know. Yeah. I also loved the meal that he was serving them because it one it was chocolate ice cream for dessert, but the two the two entrees were soup and beef stew. Could those be any more? Well, I remember that, and then they also the subtitles. Did you watch on YouTube? I watched no, I watched sub- on Prime. Oh, I watched with the subtitles on YouTube, which were just a different. They just had different words than what we <laughs> said all the time. So it said they had turkey and sweet potatoes, even though I heard them say what you said. <laughs> They wrote turkey and sweet potatoes and chocolate yeah. ice cream? Yeah, it's crazy. You should check out no. their subtitles. The YouTube's is always so bad. No, they had they had soup as the appetizer and then beef stew as the entree. It was like too close. Yeah, that is a little goofy. 1960s. They love it. They love it. <laughs> uh, and an Earth rocket is nearing the alien ship. And Voldar tells everyone he's really realized that. Billy had sabotaged them by pulling the wires. Voldar goes to give the kids and Santa the grand tour of the ship. He's like, well, let's check out this first part, the airlock. Yeah, that's a cool tour. And the, Billy and, the, and Betty are like, I don't, I don't trust him. He's mean. But Santa's basically Jesus. So he's like, we got to trust him. We got to go do it. We got to go. Gotta, we, we have to. And so they go in the airlock and 
uh, Voldar's like, oh, I forgot something. So he closes the door. The only way you can activate the airlock is via a switch in the control center. Yeah, but it locks behind him. It does lock behind him. And so he goes to the control center, pulls the switch, and there's a little clock on the wall that's counting down from 60 seconds. In 60 seconds, the airlock will go off. Why are you throwing so much clothes? Can't close the door without getting up and closing it. <laughs> that sounded pretty good. Maybe Alex will close the door for me. What? I'm trying to close the door instead of closing it. So like, don't have to, you don't have to hear me or... and the cat. Alex doesn't like to hear Lucas. That's not chocolate. You got hot chocolate coming? Oh, yeah. What about soup and beef stew? Hot too. Nice. It's a full meal. The, yeah. That's the appetizer and entree, of course. Um, And so they're in here. Just airlock timers going off. Billy's freaking out. Sam is that little air pressure duct. He's like, what did you say about this? He's like, that's how the air comes back in. He kind of looks at it like a similar look to a chimney. With only seven mm. seconds left. A similar look to how he would a chimney, yeah. A chimney. I know. That's a, I mean, it's funny. That's he gets that look in his eye. That yes. chimney sparkle. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what I when I see a chimney, my eyes. Well, sparkle. not you because you can't fit into any and all chimneys, Brandon. Is that a fat joke? No, that's a that's a you're not Santa Claus joke. <laughs> that means you're a you're a man. That's his that's his like power. He says in the that's, movies. That's his niche. Any chimney, yeah. Hmm. That's his thing. That's his his Iron Man power. I can chimney. <laughs> that's his Marvel super. His, he's an adventure. Pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. He summons chimneys and then sneaks through them. So he like they appear. Well, well, first Voldar is all gloating. He's like, I've locked them into space. Ha ha, suckers. And Chief Kimar finds out that the kids at San Armas, we get a full-on, like, fisticuff fight yeah. scene. They were going at it. Good battle. Not bad. And Kimar took a couple shots right away, but then gets the upper hand and was grabbing Voldar's head and just smashing it into the <laughs> control center, like all the panels and whatnot. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, he was smashing it pretty lightly. And then when it cuts to, like, the other angle, he's clearly like, like a, a paper mache head or something. There were a lot of cuts. Yeah. Pre-1960s TV. But yeah, v- Vidar or Kimar comes out on top. And, yeah, Chief kicked the shit out of Voldar, smashing his head in. When Santa and the kids walk in just laughing at the accidents and laughing at their lack of knowledge of Santa's powers, they're like, how'd you get out there? He's like, it's an air duct. I'm like, that thing's tiny. He's like, oh, I'm fucking Santa. Yeah. You know it. Jinjo, shut up. So did he use his powers on the kids, too, or were they small enough to sneak through? I think he just grabbed them, yeah. And they just did their thing? Yeah. Well, they tie up Voldar and lock him in the cell. But when they land on Mars and go to check on Voldar, it's actually Droppo tied up. Fuck. He, he was tricked. With the food pills, and now Voldar is missing. On the on the lamb. Yeah, and Chief Kimar, he comes in. He introduces Betty and Billy to and Santa to his own children, and Santa's jolly laughter is quickly changing the demeanor of his own children. Yeah, just Santa being there, they all have a they all start giggling. They've got a twinkle in their eyes, like if they saw a chimney. Yeah, they start howling. 
And after some laughing children get to bed without sleep spray, Keymar tells Santa that they will recreate a toy shop on Mars here. And Santa's pretty receptive to this as long as he can get back to Earth by Christmas. Until Keymar's like, uh, no. (laughs) You are never going back to Earth. And he's like, well, I've got to go back. And they're like, nope, you're here now. So he's like, all right. He just kind of... Yeah, he flows, like I said. He lives a very laissez-faire life. Santa's a Buddhist. Oh, yeah. He's a boon mist. Boon song. <laughs> Quit that. Are you singing Christmas boon songs this year? Of course. Christmas what's your favorite? What's your favorite one? My favorite Christmas boon song? Yeah. Little Drummer Boy, probably. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. In my in my uh barbershop choir, I love Little Saint Nick. I know that one. It, it's originally by the Beach Boys. They wrote it, so it, it rocks. Okay, swingy. Yeah. Um, and so Voldar hiding in a cave with another castaway Strobel. Just this guy just yeah, came well, out yeah. of nowhere. He was just yeah, living in this cave. Evil evil guy already. And Voldar's plans to take over Mars and has Shim as an inside man. Sure. He needs to get let in through the nuclear wall or whatever it was. Nuclear fortress, yeah. Yeah. So they let him in, and Shim tells him that the toy shop is nothing like the one on Earth. It's a fully efficient assembly line, rather than building by hand with hammers and saws. And the planet will soon be filled with toys. A little bit of a, a, a dig at communism, at automation, right? Like, we have handcrafted stuff here in America. Over there in Russia, they have factories where they don't have any care or love in it. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's true. And everyone on the planet is so happy with toys and spirit. But Billy and Betty are now acting like the Martian children used to. And Lady Momar presumes that they're homesick and that Kimar must get them home. Because it's not going to make them feel any better if their kids are happy, but the kids that they kidnapped are not. Kimar and and Momar are pretty... Decent folk, it turns out. Yeah, honestly. And they're really receptive of each other's, like... Yeah, they have a good relationship. Yeah. Good communication. Um, Droppa was told he can't be Santa, because he's not fat enough. So yeah. he's shoving his face with... So he eats, uh, like, 50 food pills. Peel, pills and whatnot. Well, and then, and then... Yeah, then he's just like... That, that's gonna take too long after he eats, like, 60... He's like, I'll just put a pillow in here. So he does. I mean, gets he gets in. Lady Momar made a new suit for Santa, and he puts that on and wears it. And he's like, "Well, now that I'm dressed as Santa, why don't I go to the workshop and make some toys?" Because wow, he loves it. Yeah, he has the most Christmas spirit I've ever seen. But Voldar and his crew break into the workshop. They try and sneak in to destroy the control center, but keep making noise. I mean, this is like classic '60s, like Three Stooges kind of comedy, where one of them drops a wrench on the other's foot and it makes a noise. But then the other yeah. one's like yelling in pain and it makes a noise. And then the other one slaps them on the head and Classic slapstick. all shushing each other. But they get into the control room and they snip some wire so that the toys won't be correct anymore. Oh, I, yeah, that makes sense. They rewire them. And in walks Droppa while they're in there. And Voldar's like, oh, shit, it's Santa. They it's cast Santa. Even though, he's even though he is a game. Screen. He has a helmet on with wires. He's a fucking out dumbass. The yeah, they're like, there he is. It's clearly Santa. 
And Droppo never speaks because he's too much of a dumbass. He just, <laughs> this isn't the man I just took a voyage from Mars to Earth to Mars again with. But this is Santa. Yeah. And so with Droppo and Santa's extra suit gone, they realize, Chief and Santa and whatnot, they realize Droppo must be playing Santa somewhere. They, they aren't too concerned Probably in the about workshop. it. He loves it. Thank you. And, ooh, hot chocolate time. Thanks, Alex. She put gin in it. Ooh, shit. No, she didn't do that. She put no, gin Joe in it. No. <laughs> Just some gin Joe hair. The That's essence fine. of gin Joe. That's fine. And uh, Santa's trying to make toys, but they're all coming out a little weird. He pushes doll and he pushes bear. But the heads are switched on. Well, I, I have an issue with this because before when they were doing it, if he would hit the switch, the toy would come out. And this time he's like hitting it 900 times just waiting for the bear. Yeah, he, so would, he, would push, he would push baseball bat once and a baseball bat would come out. They said, hey, we're looking for two trains. He flipped the switch like 60 times. Yeah, well, and the train just had cars on top of them. It just had that? two Hot Wheels on the top of it. Yeah, his toy machine's broken. So, yeah, just some things are coming out a little weird. And so he's like, you know what? We need to get Chief Kimar in here. So Bomar, one of Kimar's kids, does his call. He, like, calls him, but it's just, like, standing. So he's like, Dad. Because <laughs> his like, little like, helmet can transmit his yeah. cell phone. Some nerd shit. And so Kimar comes over to look at the shop. He checks the control center realizes it's been sabotaged and he immediately knows he's like well voldar was here and he was like you know what i also think droppo and the santa suit are gone so voldar probably found him in this room pretty good thinking that he was thinking that it was him while he was trying to make toys because he loves being santa so much and took him thinking it was santa i was like jesus good work absolutely right a bold hypothesis comes to fruition that's why he's probably chief chief king yeah i mean you can't beat that he catch you lying any time of day. So now what? They're fucking playing foosball and shit? No, they're not playing foosball. Voldar leaves his cave um, to go and take over Mars. And he leaves Shim to watch Droppo with the nuclear shield up. Shim's like, don't even try to leave. He's equally a dumbass, too. He's yeah. so stupid. He's like, if you walk through it, you disintegrate and you die. And Boldar comes to the shop and confronts Kimar, thinking he's like, oh, I've got Santa. I've got the perfect hostage to get whatever I want. You can't. Yeah, you can't get out of here. And so he's like, these are my rules. You're going to destroy this toy machine. You're going to send Santa and the Earthlings back. And no more joy through toys on Mars. (laughs) Well, this is so funny. The reaction from Kimar, too, because it's very classic. He's like, well, I guess you won. You did it. You got it. Except for this. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, Oh, do you now have Santa? (laughs) And so you know, Kimar tells him that he's won and then makes the big reveal that they don't have the real Santa. He holds him at gunpoint and has Rigna and his men come to arrest him in the storage room. But shit goes down in the storage room. Because Voldar and Stobel work together and they knock Kimar out in there and they try and get Santa out of here. Is this where the kids apprehend him? Close, yeah. But Droppo has planes of his own, too. He ne- he knows he needs to get out of here. So the little nuclear shield thing is just one switch. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And if it's on, it's green. And if it's off, the light's red. 
but it's just two uncovered like light bulbs, like a, a red light bulb and a green light bulb. Yeah. So he just switches the light bulb places so that yeah. Shim looks over and thinks the shield is on while he tries to run out. And he's like, oh, he disintegrated. That was smart. Shim is stupid. So Droppo's not smart. Did you see how long it took him to screw in that oh, one yeah. light bulb? That's <laughs> Droppo. He's Gomer Pyle. He missed it four. Th- he had to try it four times. Whereas like Shim's going to catch you. He's right there. Shim, of course, Shim can't. He's the only person dumber than Droppo. But Droppo's on his way, and they're gonna try and get Santa out of here. Voldar is, but Santa and the kids bait Voldar into the toy room, and here they attack Voldar. Kid styles, kid style, and Santa laughter. So much that Voldar is defeated by toys yeah, well, and fun. He gets hit by like this very racist Native American drumming wind-up toy. These cars, <laughs> so these many marching like tanks. marching band toys and yeah, a lot of wind-up guns. toys. They get his ass. And there were like bubbles and kid style. <laughs> like he was so defeated, he had a literal gun on him, and they were all defeated. He was defeated. just like bawling. <laughs> and so Kimara wakes from being knocked out and he comes in and he sees Voldar crying. So he sends him away to jail. And Santa tells him that you guys don't need me anymore here in this toy shop because yeah, Dro- <laughs> Droppo walks in just then. He's like, Here's your Santa. And he's like, ah, Yeah. I'm, I'm sure this will all go well. What's wrong with the helm? Santa and the kids, they say their goodbyes and they take a rocket back to Earth to make it back by Christmas Eve. And hooray for Santa Claus plays again, bookending the movie nice. as the end credits roll. What a film. So he conquered the Martians with Christmas spirit in the end of it all. Yeah, he didn't like he didn't commit claim genocide or anything. Yeah. <laughs> he claims territory. He full on Christopher Columbus is them. This is all the North Pole now. Gave their society smallpox and yeah. took their land. No. He's a noble figure, it turned out. Who would have predicted that? <laughs> that this Christ-like figure was noble? Yeah. He was Nobel. He was Nobel. Noel. The first Nobel. Noel. 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 <laughs> You're doing Jolene? No, that's the Christmas Carol Noel. Did you love the the Thanksgiving football halftime shows where Dolly Parton Dolly Parton was good. Yeah, Dolly Parton was wearing a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit at like yeah, 74. well, that's what she does. Yeah, that's what she does. That's Dolly. Jack Carlos was an inflatable igloo on in the middle of the Lions Stadium. Yeah, he was like texting through it. <laughs> what a what a show! We but what a show we did here. We don't need we should to take no. a, We should take a five-second break for signaling where the movies ended. Just just for fun. We should do five-second breaks more often, you know? We could break at any Brain time. breaks? <laughs> How's our captain? He's having the time of his life. He's such a funny little man. Why, I've only been with him for five minutes, and he has me laughing just like an earthling. <laughs> What's soft and round? And you put it on a stick and you toast it in a fire. And it's green. I don't know what. A marshmallow. <laughs> That's what you're all becoming. Marshmallows. 
soft, weak. That old man is a menace. And it was a very foggy Christmas Eve. Well, I could barely make out this chimney in the fog. But I found it all right and I started to crawl in. Well, I tell you, it was the biggest chimney I'd ever been in. And then suddenly, I realized it wasn't a chimney at all. It was the smokestack of the Queen Elizabeth. I, I doubt you have any quotes. Brain breaks? Correct. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still feeling naughty about the quotes. But you did take... I took one quote in Boon Me. And you took two from me in something else, I think. Emoji? Yeah, emoji. You took two from me in emoji. Okay. So, you're, you're kind of maybe getting back on resurgence. A, in his trivia show, me and Alex watched, one of the questions was, what is the box office return for the emoji movie? And I was like one million off because I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I was pretty close. And Was that the guess- Barstool one? Yeah, someone guessed $1.1 billion. What an idiot. Yeah. And someone guessed 20, so I was dead on. What was it again? It was like 207? 216, I think. I guess like 215, yeah. 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 Um, I have 11 quotes. I took three from IMDb. Any self-quotes? No self-quotes. Wow, straight movies. Straight movies. My three from IMDb, the first one is Kimar. After Santa was working all day, he goes, how are you feeling today? Tired? And Santa's, oh no, I'm not tired, but my finger is. <laughs> and when you take that from, is, yeah, yeah, well, when you take it from IMDb without the context of it being an assembly line where he's pushing a button, if, like, you what? think Santa's finger in, yeah, but yeah. no, he's just automating the machine, press of a button. When Betty sees the three uh, Martians show up on Earth in the woods, she goes, "What are those funny things sticking out of your head?" And he goes. Rigna's like, those are our antenna. And she's like, well, are you a television set? Are you? <laughs> she was pissed about no. that. Yeah. And then this she's one pissed. was this one was stupid. I shouldn't have left this one in here. Uh, oh, Hargo was the name of the guy that got all jolly after five minutes with Sammy. He goes, talking to Chief, or maybe it was Boulder. He goes, what's soft and round and you put it on a stick and you toast it in the fire and it's green. Oh, that's a good one. What are you like, talking about? I don't know what. And he's like, a Martian mellow. Hey, that was a good, that's a good joke. Well, he did botch the delivery because he was oh, like, well, so what's, bad. yeah, he's like, what's uh, crunchy and um, and brown and chocolatey and, oh, also, and also green and also green. Yeah, Martian. A Martian mellow. Martian mellow. Hey. <clears throat> Uh, this was a good one. I love this one from Santa when he's on the news and he's talking about the reindeer. They're like, are you going to use a, a rocket-based system this year? And he's like, no, I'm going to use a reindeer. Good old Dancer and Prancer and my boy Thunder and Blitzen and there's Nixon and Vixen and yeah. and Nixon. And he's like, where did I get that name from? <laughs> a little sneaky political discourse. Um, so when Bomar and Gomar, these are Lady Momar and Chief Kimar's kids. Children, yeah. They're watching the, the, the television program and they're like, they're saying something about, oh, you know, this doll is going to bring tender, loving care to all the children. And Bomar goes, or Gomar goes, Bomar, what is a doll? And she's like, I don't know. And they go, Gomar, 
what is tender loving care? I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know either. I was like, like I've never experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Oh, my mom seems to be pretty caring of them, but yeah, she was great. She was always worried about them and making sure they were fed and yeah. So I'll I'll make sure I get them a little treat this time. And the kids are like, I don't know what love is. Fuck you. Uh, here's the one you stole from me. It's from Chochum. He went. We have no children on Mars. They have children's bodies with adult minds, but they've <laughs> never had a childhood. And I was like, that's some sci-fi shit. That that's that's kind of a play on you know expecting kids to do too much too fast and putting too high of expectations yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chochum's preaching. Uh, the next, the U.S. Defense Department. Uh, this must have been the news. The U.S. Defense Department has suddenly announced that the unidentified flying object has disappeared from our radar screens. They believe that the object has either disintegrated in, into space, or it may be in a spaceship from some other planet which has the ability to nullify our radar beams. So it's like spot on. Good, good hypothesis. Yeah. Um, news again. They went. Two local kids have disappeared mysteriously from the vicinity of Welch Lake. The police found no clues. It seems as if Billy and Betty have vanished into thin air. This comes on a day when everything seems to be vanishing into thin air. <laughs> He's making some good connections, this newscaster. <laughs> this is a big day for news. He's just wildly speculating, but yeah. <laughs> UFOs and missing kids and Santa Claus. Came to work today. Yeah. Uh, three more. Uh, this is when Santa... After Mrs. Claus gets blasted with the freeze ray, and he just goes, you know, my dear, I can't remember a time you were so silent for so long. And then, like, looks into the camera. Fucking bitch. Cheeky little bastard. Um, Santa, again, after they eat their pills, the the stew and the soup and the chocolate ice cream, and Santa just goes, I suppose if a Martian has a headache, he doesn't take pills. He that takes a good chocolate ice cream. That's a good joke. It is a good joke. Kids loved it. And then my last one is when the kids and Santa don't get blown out of the airlock and they show up in the room after <laughs> I know what King, gonna say, yeah. After uh Kimar has just beat the shit out of Voldar and they see him like unconscious and Santa comes in just laughing, Oh poor man, he's fainted. <laughs> the man just had his brain bashed in. He's, he's he's such a good-hearted guy, Santa. He can't imagine a different outcome. No, he just he just fainted. He's a little too much for him at that moment. Yeah, he's overwhelmed. So that's quotes. Eleven from me, ten from me, one from you because you stole it from me earlier. Good, good on me. I have a quote again. Nice. You You're can't say I didn't do it. You're turning a corner. Next Passing week you might grade. have forty just to make up for all the lost ones. Yeah, I could. You don't know. 30 minutes worth of just Lucas codes. I mean, tense. Um, time it's... for the thermometer. Do we have access to all of these, Brandon? All but... <clears throat> all Critics, but... Metacritic. Metascore, yeah. You're right. That's a point for you for knowing which one it was. I'm winning. Thermometer... Two zero. Critics, I'm going to say 0%. Hmm... You're the am winner. I, am I close? To 25. The, the old one out of four at the time? Yep. And then what do you think about audiences? Um, This could be any number. But You're right. It could be. Zero between... and 100. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say 
61. I'm going to say a lot of people buoyed this ironically up. Baba buoyed? Yeah. Mm, not close. It's a 27. Okay, not as many ironically buoyed it. Okay. And then last is an audience score on IMDb <sighs> out of 10. The Big Salami. Let's go 3.1. That's your close one. It's a 2.7. Okay, right? The same as the the, the tomatoes. <laughs> to ta 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 potatoes. Uh so critics gave it a 25, audiences 27 and 27 for a 27. Lucas, what are you giving Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? You know, I'm I don't I don't think this is one of the worst things ever made, especially I considering agree. It was made in 1964. I'm going to give this a a 5.1. I think this is a fine film. I think it looks a little goofy, but I think it's it's got some good storytelling in it. I like how it wrapped up with Mars getting their own Santa. I like how it all is fine. I like the little bits of allegory and political intrigue. I think it's fine for a kid's movie. 5.1. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm a 5.1. Oh, shit, baby. We're right on this one. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Right? It's not the worst thing ever. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, it looks pretty poor in some parts, but it's 1964. I think what it did was actually pretty good. They had some good stuff. 20 years before Van Halen's crazy, their big album came out. I'll say. Yeah. And, like, honestly... Yeah, some things might look a little bad, but for its time and for the target audience of being a a sci-fi Christmas movie targeted towards kids, wasn't that bad. The acting was actually pretty darn good. I liked Kimar and Voldar both were pretty good. Good protagonist, good antagonist. There was some good writing and jokes. The acting was pretty good. Yeah, I followed along. It was fine. What are you talking yeah, no, about, people? No, no giant holes in it. And I mean, you could look back and be like, oh my god, these aliens look terrible. They've got hoses coming out yeah, of their yeah. heads, and why is he going to Mars? But I mean, they were pros, right? This was like, we've seen a lot of movies where they were not professionals making crap. Mm-hmm. This just might have been not great, but they're that's a product of professionals and craftspeople. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For its time and for its budget and for their target audience and all of the above, they made a run-of-the-mill holiday film. Jump off the dog pile. Yeah. So, 51 average for a a 5.1. It's going to be a 5.1 for some holiday homes. Right on. Do I win? You won. Big time. That's a winnie. I get a winnie. You get a winnie, um, which puts you into the drawing for a moopy. Okay. Raffle style this time. Yeah. Enough winnies and you could win a moopy. I exchange I would be honored. Exchange ten thousand winnies and you get a chance. Okay, for a I'm moopy. on my way there. Um, I don't have any critic reviews either, so I've got just uh one, two, three, four. Only six users this time. Oh, you're letting us off easy. Do we have Songbird? We have Songbird. First up. We have Snoopy. Second up. Okay. I, I, that's all I'm going to speculate on. 
Take one more guess. Who likes this fucking shit? Cost mass. No cost mass. Yeah, yeah. He's an idiot anyways. Guess. I'm glad he's not. Uh, here. Songbird on March 1st, 2011 said, I wouldn't put among the worst of the worst. But to be honest, Santa Claus Conquers the Martian is not a good movie in my view. However, it's definitely worth seeing to see how bad it is. I do think the film starts off well. The first 20 minutes are refreshing and entertaining. After that, it's a different story. And although it is a mess, it is not hard to be entertained by it. Three out of ten. Yeah, I, I, a little harsher than we were, but I think in the same spirit. Yeah. She may have been looking at a similar challenge and said, what? You guys are kind of being mean. You don't need to be mean to a little. little... Especially on Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Don't be mean around Christmas. Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. I remember I made. So I didn't know what Mystery Science Theater was when I started this podcast. Yeah. Um, And I remember we did uh, like a Facebook promotional ad. Like I paid to have yeah. it out a little bit, like 20 bucks over yeah, yeah. a week or so. And some people were like, oh, this could be good. Like they like, yeah. gave it a response. One person was like, the fuck is this? Are you putting on my goddamn page? I will report your guys's ass. They reported us for like child nudity. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, "You're just ripping off MSTK MST3K," and I was like, "I have no clue what this is." <laughs> As we're just doing a podcast. Sir. I was I was born after that, so <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've seen an episode once, maybe. But we got that. reported for child nudity. <laughs> Well, we shouldn't have done that. And I was, I didn't, and I was like, please don't, uh, please don't report us for this. It's not, not true. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, next is by Snoopy style. Snoop himself. I bet he gives it a a one. Uh, December twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, Christmas Day for him. He says, from the low rating, I'm not sure that people are watching this with the right frame of mind. I really yeah. like the first half. I like the alien designs. It's camp and it knows it. Come on, people. It has a robot. The second half is more of a mess. I'm not oh, following all of it. I want Santa to do more, but I guess he can't Rambo up the Martians. No matter what, can't beat the title. Six out of ten. Okay, right in line with us. He, yeah, he's very smart. Smart dude. What if Snoopy style was Robert this whole time? Pretty could be. <laughs> Robert, our best film critic. We've been joking that it's Seth all along, but it's actually Robert. It's Robert. Uh, next, Leofwine Draka. Okay, we've done him before. We do him. Occasionally, yes. Uh, December 26, 2016. Wow. Day after Christmas. Family time. The only reason this is regarded as one of the worst films ever made is because it was featured on various spoof shows, such as Mystery Science Theater 3000 and... Rift tracks. I don't know why they were in all caps, but watching it Reverence. free of all that nonsense, it's certainly nowhere near the bottom. It's a cheap and trashy film, just the way we like them. It's worth remembering that this story is aimed at kids and kids alone. Kids who won't be worried by the cardboard scenery and the ham acting. The storyline is fast-paced, even though it doesn't make much sense. The laws of physics don't seem to apply in the film's universe. The characters are larger than life, and the children invariably annoying. But I thought the Martians themselves were a hoot. Uh, what with their rubbery costumes and boot-polished smeared faces. The exaggerated line delivery is a lot of fun, too. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is a bad film. But crucially, it's a fun one, too. And certainly never boring. Four out of ten. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think an important note is I was never like put off by the poor production quality. I just to let the story go. And it wasn't like a it wasn't a poor production quality that I was laughing at either. Like when we yeah, first watch Birdemic and you see it, you're like, and the cuts oh. of the audio. No, like I said, they're pros. It might be cheaply done, but this professionally done. Cheaply but professionally. Yeah. Gobnard. Five point one out of ten. Yeah. Uh next, Lee Eisenberg. Right of the office. Reviewer on IMDb as well. Out of our faves. Uh, February 5th, 2006, back when he was writing on The Office. Prime time. He, he says, if you're willing to accept Santa Claus Conquers the Martian as a ridiculous kids movie, then maybe we can give it more than a 1 out of 10. Otherwise, it's a real stinker. The plot, or whatever it is, has Martians kidnapping St. Nick and two Earth children and taking them back to the Red Planet to entertain their own children. Then again, the schlock that Hollywood produces today isn't much better. One out of ten. Oh, so we ended there. Okay. I think that's fine. I think but he, he doesn't like today's films. Yeah, and he acknowledges the audience and everything. That's fine. Ooh, we talked about this a little bit. You think Red Planet has anything to do with communism as well? Yeah, it, might, it might, actually. You're right. He's Red for an Mars. Place in, yeah. yeah. They're factory workers. That'd be bad. The wheels are turning a little bit. Turn them. That's about all I had. They'd stop. Okay, that's okay. Uh, Next, by Christmas Reviewer. Not a return name. No. And not written on Christmas. On November 30th, 2016, they say, Beware of false reviews and reviewers. Some reviewers have only one review to their name. Now, when it's a positive review, that tells me they were involved with the movie. If it's a negative review, then they might have a grudge against the film. Now, I have reviewed over 200 holiday films. I have no agenda. He's impartial. I am honest. Growing up in Oxnard, California, (laughs) this film always played on KTTV Channel 11 around Christmas time. It later moved to the KTLA Channel 5, and Pia Zadora even did a fireside chat with the television movie host Tom Hatton. Now, if you're an adult and you have never seen this, you will think this movie is terrible. Children who still believe in Santa will be entertained. It's harmless fun. The film's low budget is all too apparent here. However, if this film did have a bigger budget, then it might not have the weird charm. I beg all of you to watch this film. Having a viewing party. It is a film that many people have seen and actually are afraid to admit that they enjoy it. 10 out of 10. Okay, wow. And that's an impartial reviewer, mind you. Yeah, he doesn't hate the film. He wasn't involved with the film, as he states. This this person from reviews. this person from Oxnard, California, has reviewed over two hundred holiday Maybe films. It's an Anderson Pack. So <laughs> it could be, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's drumming. Just, I don't stand a chance. Type 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 type. <laughs> That's how he would work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you if you're wondering what a Christmas film you should watch, if it's good or bad. Look up Christmas Review on IMDb. You can't get better than this, yeah. See if they've done it. And then if they have, that'll let you know. It seems like the expert. And my last one today is by Lambie Pie 2. That's me. Nice. Not a returner, though. July 2nd, 2003. They said, you said, sorry. Yeah. For years, I thought this film was produced in Japan, 
by the same folks who did Godzilla in the 60s. For years, every Christmas, I asked Santa Claus to destroy this film and keep independent hometown channels for showing it. That's when I realized there wasn't a Santa Claus. Take it from me. There is nothing nostalgic about seeing this film years later if you're of the generation that had to be put through this on TV like I was. Save your children. Don't show them this unless you want to punish them. But, hmm, come to think of it, hmm, maybe them watching this film is actually better punishment instead of putting them in a corner for timeout. One out of ten. Polar opposite of a guy of a similar generation right before him. Why did they think that this was by the Japanese company that did Godzilla? <laughs> what the f- where did that come yeah. from? But polar opposites, we landed squarely in the middle, I think, my friend. But do we recommend it? I think, yeah, I think I had a good time. I think there's a dearth of Christmas movies dearth. Good that word. are enjoyable to watch with your family or otherwise. I think this could make the staple. I think knowing like we got a fun one coming up kids let's see let's see some goof it's worth it I recommend yeah Fine. i think i I watched it by myself it, an hour and 20 minute runtime told some of my work co-workers to watch yeah, it, it was pretty quick we've all pretty had a drag. a decent time watching it i didn't i didn't hate myself i didn't hate the film obviously you might it's it's not great you're not going to like come away like really glowing and thinking about everything it's not going to open your mind but if you want to show your kids or you want to watch something kind of stupid sure go with the go with santa claus conquers the martians conquer the martians and that is going to end it this week without seth we we somehow survived we we usually do we did for a long time we did me and you and next week we've got a film Jingle all the way. Oh wow! I I have not seen one of you haven't seen, you know, huh? I don't. This might this might be like an insane thing. I don't think I've, I've ever seen a, an Arnie movie. Like have you not seen Terminator? Uh, correct, I've not. You haven't seen Ter? What? I don't think I've ever seen Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Kindergarten Cop. Nope. Predators. Nope. Running Man. The Expendables. There's Arnie. I've seen the first Expendables. I've heard, well, he's not really like a star. Isn't he like the antagonist in that one? I, he's only in it for a little bit. Yeah. I, I guess that counts. But I haven't seen True Lies. I haven't seen Last Action Hero. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So I'm excited. I'll see his screen persona. I don't think he's amazing by any means. And his accent is always just... <laughs> like overpowering. Yeah, but he's but, he's a he's a figure. He's a big guy. But I highly recommend Terminator, and Terminator oh, Two yeah. is better than the first. Those two are classics. I know that's on my list. Um, ending it for the holiday hose. We might try and see if we can get a co-host or a guest or something next week. Maybe we'll it's something together. Maybe it's Devin. Um, I know Carter might have been interested in coming back for a cool. Christmas Robert run. said he was available. Robert maybe said he's always Alex, available. Yeah. Alex, yeah, we said that she needed to be on for Jingle All the Way, so maybe it's Alex. Maybe. <laughs> but and you you can watch Schwartzy together. Until then? Until then, we'll bid you scatter the douche.
check in on your loved ones. It's a tough time of year. Gadoosh and uh oh and Gadoosh and, and make Gadoosh. sure make sure your loved ones are okay. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Shit. We should say that more often. Holidays, yeah. Send a, a text, an email, a call. And Gadoosh. <laughs> Send a voice message on Anchor to your loved That's, ones. Says Gadoosh. Yeah. <laughs> Gadoosh. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.